0: They're Here's what I challenge people with. Yeah.
1: Everybody has a different skill set. If I was an attorney, right. if I was an attorney, I'd be suing people into oblivion right now. I'd be using right. my skill set. I'm not. I'm a speaker, I'm an author. Um, I've done 2,500 events all around the world to crowds as large as 25,000 people. That's what I know. So right. I'm going on offense. We need to go on offense. If you're a writer, write. If you're uh, if, if, if you're if you don't even have a particularly strong skill set, go volunteer for your local GOP and lick stamps and envelopes. I mean, whatever we need to do, but it's time to stop complaining. It's time to stop playing defense. One of the things yeah. we say about the American Freedom Tour all the time is is we're going on offense And. And I'm actually thinking, you know, we're coming up on this, uh, our first one here coming up in Jacksonville, and I'm plotting out, you know, everything I'm going to talk about and everything. And I'm thinking about what am I going to say when I walk out on that stage for the very first time? And I'm thinking about starting with this line, you know, something like, welcome to the American Freedom Tour. Today is the day we start playing offense. Because yeah. we need to go on offense. We need to be proactive. Moms, you need to start charging the school boards and standing up and talking. And, and they already are. I know here yeah, in Scot- yep. Scottsdale, the ladies here in Scottsdale are on fire. So I just challenge people go on offense. Whatever your skill set is, use your skill set and go on offense. This
2: is episode number 239 with Chris Widener. Welcome back, everyone, to American Sippets. My name is Dave Brown. I'm here with my co-host, Barbara Allen, and we have another awesome show for you today. Before we get into it, just want to remind you all about the Great American Summit that is coming to Irving, Texas, January 7th and 8th, 2022. This is a two-day live event that takes us back to our country's foundation of independence, entrepreneurship, and integrity. So if you're tired of feeling frustrated instead of free, if you still want to believe in the American dream, And if you just want to strengthen yourself, your family, your community, and your country, then you need to get yourself to this event. This is an unapologetically patriotic event. Patriotism is on full display. Irving, Texas, January 7th and 8th, 2022. We just announced our full lineup of speakers. Our headline sponsor is a Minuteman Coffee. So make sure you go to greatamericansummit.com to learn more. And look, we continually emphasize and even at our event, the importance of Americans working together and supporting one another so we can overcome the challenges that we actually face as a nation. And today we are proud to be doing just that by bringing you our guest, Chris Widener, and talking about his event, the American Freedom Tour. Again, while our own patriotic event, the Great American Summit, is quickly approaching in January, Chris has been on the road for weeks now, touring some states with his own powerhouse team, On a politically charged campaign, energizing folks on a local basis to get more involved in elections. In this episode of American Snippets, Chris shares his personal story of adversity and how it shaped him to become involved in politics. He discusses his own Senate run and he shares experiences of friends and colleagues who have also run for office. We break down elections and learn what the Freedom Tour is doing to be a part of that solution for today's challenges. So without further ado, here is Barbara Allen with Chris Widener. You're listening to the American Snippets Podcast.
0: Hey there, welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. I'm your co-host, Barb Allen. And look, y'all know that the past year and a half, year and a half and change or so right now uh, have been quite the tumultuous ones for, throughout the world. But even in our country, as we've seen the pendulum swing so far away from the core values this country is built on, and people like my husband died in service of, I think a lot of us for a long time, it felt like we were sort of stunned into silence, or a lot of people were even frozen in their place in fear as that pendulum just swung further away and took us all with it. But now of late, more people are stepping forward. More people are speaking up. More people are coming out to swing the pendulum back to freedom, to America's core values, and kind of restore the country to the path that we're actually destined to be on. Today's guest, Chris Weidner, is among those people. Chris is an international speaker He's been named among the top 50 in the world by Inc. magazine, and he's worked with he's worked with the greats, man, like Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn, and now he's preparing to hit the road with Donald Trump Jr., Katie McInerney, Dan Bongino, and so many others that we all know and watch and learn from and absorb their content as they hit the road for America's Freedom Tour. At the time of this recording, he's prepping for his first one. I think October 8th that weekend of. Uh, but there's going to be more coming after that. And we're going to get into all that. We're going to get into the American Freedom Tour, what it's about, Chris's story, why he's doing this. And we encourage everybody to hop on after this interview, follow him. We're going to post all the links, hop onto the American Freedom Tour, find out what it's involved, what it's about, get involved, get your tickets if it's in your town, spread the word because we need more of this um, message and platform going out loud and clear. Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today.
1: Hey, Barb, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. This is going to be great. When, again, when I saw what you're doing, actually when Tony, I think introduced, we have a mutual friend who introduced us, which I love when that happens by that's part yeah. of building the network, right? When, when you yeah. just kind of stay true to your core, stay true to who you are, you just sort of, you lose people, but then you, you, you gain more and you gather more and you find people that you're really aligned with and that you support and that they support you back. And that's how your network grows. One person connects you to another and off you go. And here we are. So, um, Let's get into it. Let's get into a little bit of, of your backstory, what led you here, but then we're really going to dive deep into the American Freedom Tour, what it's about, why you're doing it. I mean, to hit the road, to go across country, to, to do this uh, is no small commitment. So uh, there's got to be some driving force that's, that's got you into it. Yeah,
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, I'm happy to answer any questions. You want me to tell you a little bit about my background first? Is that what you, what you said?
0: Yeah, let's get into it. I mean, because it's not easy. And I know when I started leaning into the field of professional speaking, I will never forget. This is the first instance, that I, because you have there's this like stigma attached, or there used to be. Maybe it's going away a little bit. But I remember a good friend of mine, he was a JAG officer who uh, knew my husband, and he sort of counseled me throughout the court-martial um, surrounding my husband's death. And when, when we came out the other side and he was asking me what I'm doing, I'm like, oh, I'm doing this, and I'm getting asked to speak, and I'm going on stages. And He's like, oh my God, Barb. He's like, you're you're a motivational speaker. And I'm like, what? And this dude's a defense attorney, a criminal defense attorney, right? <laughs> and so we like had this competition of who has a bigger, like shadier stigma, right? Than a car salesman or, you know, youth car salesman and all that, right? All those jokes. But um, I think now it's swinging back out. It's coming back out where more people are realizing the value of having a really gifted, intentional Powerful speaker at their events. But how did you get into it? Because it's not a path that people just say, you, you can't just say, I want to be a speaker and craft something to speak about, right? You have to have that.
1: Well, that lots of people try. Lots well, of people try. If right. you get fired from your corporate job, what are you next? You're a motivational but, speaker. Right. So, uh, or a coach or a right, right, right. business coach. Um, no, I, I try not to use the term motivational speaker either, because right. uh, what I always think of is, is Matt Foley, Chris Farley's uh, skit, Matt Foley, oh God. Speaker, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, where he's living, you know, he's spending living down by uh, the river in a van, eating a steady diet of government cheese. Um, but anyway, yeah, I got into it mainly because of how rotten my upbringing was. Uh, my dad died when I was four. Uh, he was making $90,000 a year in 1969 as the CFO of one of the largest architecture firms in the world, NBBJ uh, in Seattle. Uh, he had $30,000 worth of life insurance. So my mom had to sell the house because uh, she couldn't afford the outrageous mortgage payment of $400 a mm-hmm. month. And uh, that house most recently sold for $3.2 million. Wow. Um, and we eventually, we went from upper class to lower middle class within about six months. Uh, I was four years old. My brothers and sisters are all, you, know, 10, 12 years older than me, 13 years older than me. so basically, my, I was raised by a single mom as, a, as an only child for, you know, at least functionally. Um, and uh, I began to get in a lot of trouble. I lived in 28 homes and went to 11 different schools. My mom got got into real estate, She started flipping houses. I don't know why she didn't flip them in the same school district, but uh, I ended up moving around. Uh, I got shipped off to live with relatives twice, once in the fourth grade, once in the ninth grade. Began drugs in the fifth grade, uh, heavy into drugs in the sixth grade, was smoking opium by the eighth grade. my 10th grade year, I had 47 written referrals to the principal's office. And I know that because my principal called me in on the last day of school and showed them to me. And he said, let's try to do a little better next next year. <laughs>
0: let's shoot uh, for 50.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, Zig Ziglar, Zig Ziglar always yeah. used to say he was in the top uh, the half of the class that made the top half possible. Well, I was in the 10th of the class that made the 70% <laughs> possible. Graduated 149th out of 172 ended up eking my way into college, got a degree, and uh, people just wanted to hear my story, how I changed my life around. So I started out as a youth speaker, colleges, summer camps, high schools, junior highs, and then eventually it sort of you know, moved over towards speaking to adults. And, mm-hmm. and um, in the early 2000s, a friend of mine ran for governor and had a stolen election, uh, closest governor's race in U.S. history. We can talk about that in a little bit yeah. if you like. That got my feet wet in politics. I ran for the U.S. Senate myself in 2010. I built one of the largest uh, uh, political Facebook pages and websites in America and sold that in 2015. And now we're launching the uh, the American Freedom Tour. And I, I run a site that I started in January called Politicrossing. Crossing. And uh, so that's kind of the two-minute overview of how I got to where I am today.
0: Yeah. And what... Can you remember back to the time where somebody said, Hey, tell me about yourself and that you would have taken an hour and a half to tell that story. Yeah.
1: I got it down. I got it down. Right, You it.
0: have <laughs> nailed that. You have nailed that to a, to a T that was pretty impressive. I know people who take 50 times longer to talk about, you know, running down to the grocery store to pick up a chicken, yeah. you know, for dinner. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so kudos to you for that. That is quite a fascinating story. No wonder you have so many books out there, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, um, but the power of using your story and taking everything that you've been through and experienced and learning how to harness that for some sort of greater good to a positive path is no small feat itself. And so, I can only imagine the impact that you speak on. And you could, for just from listening to that, you could speak on probably six hundred and ninety-two topics, right? And speak extensively off the top of your head. So um, that's really. Really freaking cool that that you did that, and that you're using your story to reach, to turn around, and impact others, and the paths you took. And that, and I like how you just come right out and say it was a stolen election, where so many people were, would just never say those words. You well, just I'll tell you that I'll tell you the story. <laughs> so, yeah. In,
1: in, in 2004, my friend Dino Rossi ran for governor of the state of Washington. We had not had a Republican governor in. 40 years, I think, or something like that. Dino was a good looking young, early 40s, former chairman of the Ways and Means Committee. He wrote the first balanced budget in like 40 years. So he was kind of a a coming up rock star. And he was running against the sitting attorney general, uh, two term attorney general, Christine Gregoire. And uh, long story short, I'll give you the story as quickly as possible. He won. Um, but state law says if you win by less than2,000 votes there's an automatic recount well um, he won by like 1100 votes then in the recount he won by like 220 votes well the state law says that if 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 the sec or if the first recount after if you want a second recount it has to be paid for by you so the state pays for the first recount if there's a second recount the, the party that wants it has to pay for it it's a million dollars. So the state Democrats said, yes, we want it. Well, John Kerry had lost the presidential election and he had a bunch of money left over. So he gave a million dollars to the Washington state Democrats so they could pay for the hand recount. Now, in Washington state, there's thirty nine counties and every single time King County comes in with their numbers first because they have full time staff. They've got machines. They've got you know, they've got a huge operation because it's Seattle and it's about a third of the entire state's electorate. And so um in the first election, they announced first. In the in the in the uh, first recount, they announced first. Well, guess who came in last on the second recount? Because what happened was was they waited for the other 38 counties to report their numbers, and then they looked around and said, "All right, how many do we need?" And uh, and of course, then they won that recount by 129 votes out of three million votes cast, closest governor's election in U.S. history. We went to court. We proved there were 1,100 votes cast uh, illegally by dogs, dead people, uh, felons. A bunch of people from a group called Acorn went to prison over that election. I think six or six or eight people went to prison from a group called Acorn, which was a community organizing group. But we we ended up suing. We went to court. Uh, Dino was in my home uh, that that day when the when it was on television announcing, and the judge basically got up and said. Um, yeah, there were 1,100 illegally cast votes, but I don't know who they voted for, so I can't change any of those votes, and I can't really throw them out. It wouldn't matter anyway, because you have to throw them out according to who they voted for. So, bang the gavel and she took uh, she took the the deal. So, John Fund, who's a writer for Washington uh, or for uh, Wall Street Journal, he wrote a book called Stealing Elections, and it was just about to come up for a reprint, and he went back to the Wall Street Journal press and said, "Time out." I'm writing another chapter, and uh, now in the book "Stealing Elections," there's an entire chapter over the 2004 gubernatorial election. Now, when this last election happened, I brought Dino on after the election, and you can actually go to Politicrossing.com and you can see the the just uh, search for Dino or Dino Rossi, and you'll you'll find the video where he explains exactly how these elections are stolen, and it's it's fascinating because it's it's exactly how this one was.
0: So, I mean. And there are still so many people who would listen to this and still call bullshit on it or say that, you know, you're making it up. It doesn't happen. It it can't be true. They just circle it all back to Trump and blame it all on that. But like, what is there? these are
1: the same people that say that that Trump was a Russian asset that say that, you know, that say that uh, it's a a pandemic of the unvaccinated Yeah, the same The people that say that a, a body with a penis can be a woman. Uh, I mean, it's just, they, they live in a delusional la la land and uh, and they believe whatever is true, whatever they believe is true is true. And, and we all know, we can just look at it and go, yeah, this isn't true. So,
0: but what is there to be done? Cause you just like right away, we're just into it. We're into the heart of it. We're into what is so frustrating. I know so many people who, and I share the sentiment we're almost like we're almost tired of hearing about all the evidence and all the proof and all that, because it just pisses us off even more that uh, that this is all out there. And it is so clear and it is so apparent, but it's like just dismiss. Like, like, so what's the well, point of if hearing about it if nothing's going to be done about it? And what hope do you have for this these next elections in 2022 and 2024? Because.
1: Well, here's here's really what I doing. challenge people with. Yeah. Everybody has a different skill set. If I was an attorney, right. if I was an attorney, I'd be suing people into oblivion right now. I'd be using right. my skill set. I'm not. I'm a speaker. I'm an author. Um, I've done 2,500 events all around the world. The crowd's as large as 25,000 people. That's what I know. So right. I'm going on offense. We need to go on offense. If you're a writer, Write. If you're uh, if, if, if you're if you don't even have a particularly strong skill set, go volunteer for your local GOP and lick stamps and envelopes. I mean, whatever we need to do, but it's time to stop complaining. It's time to stop playing defense. One of the things yeah. we say about the American Freedom Tour all the time is, is we're going on offense And, and I'm actually thinking, you know, we're coming up on this, uh, our first one here coming up in Jacksonville, and I'm plotting out, you know, everything I'm going to talk about and everything. And I'm thinking about what am I going to say when I walk out on that stage for the very first time, and I'm thinking about starting with this line, you know, something like, welcome to the American Freedom Tour. Today is the day we start playing offense. Because yeah. we need to go on offense. We need to be proactive. Moms, you need to start charging the school boards and standing up and talking. And, and they already are. I know here yeah, in Scot- Scottsdale, yep. Scottsdale, the ladies here in Scottsdale are on fire. So I just challenge people go on offense. Whatever your skill set is, use your skill set and go on offense.
0: Yeah, that's good. And that's exactly what Dave and I are doing. That's why when we started this, we just had like a little inkling of this we had no idea that things were just going to blow up that the the way they had so you know we're we're in a good spot because we've been at this for a couple of years so and well, I left, know a lot of people
1: the left likes to keep us on defense they do they, yeah you know it's constant for five they're years they're good at
0: but, it they're, i mean you got to them credit at it. they're they're, they're amazing at yeah. It. yeah
1: i mean and they're great at language the insurrection mm-hmm. come on if there was an insurrection if there was an insurrection and if Donald Trump had incited that insurrection, Donald Trump would have already been tried, convicted and hung in the streets. Right. We know for the fact that there was no insurrection. It was a riot that got out of control. But uh, come on. But they've convinced everybody to use this language. When you talk about what they did, which was burned down buildings, bomb buildings, torch cop cars, kill cops. That's yeah. just a peaceful demonstration, right? Fiery, peaceful but most mostly of,
0: peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. Fiery, but mostly, <laughs> but mostly peaceful. peaceful. Yeah, I know it is, it is just crazy. So I'm so glad to see you guys doing this American freedom tour. Let's get into that. Like, how, how do you even get that together? I know the event that we're planning has been a monster to plan and ex- and to get funded and to put together and all this, you have a uh, bigger platforms and you know, certainly more people who are more plugged into the resources, than we were working with when we started but still it's a beast to get but again i'll tell you
1: what i give you i'll give you more credit than even than what i'm doing because this isn't your world this is my world right i've been around these things i've done come i've done conventions you know, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000, 25,000 people for 30 years. And so this is my world. It's still really, really difficult. Still a, a lot ton, of work. A yeah. ton of spinning plates and juggling uh-huh. balls or whatever analogy you want to use. But I tell people all the time, think about how much trouble it is to invite 30 people over for the Super Bowl. Now invite 3,000 people right. over for a two-day conference. And you got a lot of moving parts. So I give you a ton that's of credit a- for what you're doing because it's not your world and yet you're still diving in and doing it. And that's amazing. Um, but, you know, I just, I looked at it and I said, this is what I do. This is how I can help. Let's go do it. So uh, we raised some money because we're spending a lot of money on on speakers and events and you know event centers and caterings and, you know, lunches with the speakers and breakfast with the speakers. Everything. everything. Everything takes
0: more time and money than you think yeah. it's going to take. Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah.
0: that's a beast. How many... I've seen some of your lineup. I don't know if that's your whole lineup that's out there on the website, Donald like, Trump Jr. <coughs> for that and and okay. So it's yeah. different for every town.
1: Yeah, because as you can imagine, these folks are very busy, right? Right. So we we have a pool of about 20 speakers who we're okay. pulling from. Uh, our next event, we we actually are bringing in Candace Owens. Uh, we're bringing in Judge Janine. Who I'm I'm really excited to meet Judge Janine. I love I love the feisty I love the feisty ladies, right? Like uh-huh. Kaylee McEnany. Like I'm thinking about I'm thinking about you know when I'm introducing her coming up this weekend. Like you know she's the gal that every time she comes on TV, I just want to pop some popcorn and watch her destroy people. You know, yeah. um, same with Judge Janine, and uh, you know, and and so we're gonna have. Um, Ben Shapiro at some of our events. Uh, We've already rebooked Donald Trump Jr., Kaylee Mack, and Nanny. Dinesh D'Souza has given us his entire schedule for next year, so uh, he's going to do all of our events. Awesome. Um, But yeah, so we'll the the events will change from event to event based on their uh availability yeah. but mike pompeo has told us he wants to do them but his, his the rest of his year is booked so we haven't been able to book him but we're booking him for next year we've got actors like uh, kevin sorbo and uh, jim Caviezel who want to be a part of it nice. people have responded very 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 positively and want to be a part of it so we're putting together different teams each group each one will have about five to six headliners with some smaller known conservatives uh, rabbi Daniel Lappin is actually going to be at this event. Some people really know him; a lot of uh, people haven't. He's a conservative Orthodox uh, Jewish rabbi who's had radio shows. He's written best-selling books. Um, so, just a wide variety of speakers, and we're going to mix and match as as each event uh, allows us from their schedules.
0: So, what is the purpose of of the American Freedom Tour? If somebody's listening, they're like, "Well, you know, why sh- why should I?" come to this event? Why should I
1: buy a ticket? And why should I come to this? Event? Well, first of all, it's just going to be a ton of fun, right? Yeah. We're going to make this a lot of fun. It's going to be, it's pro-America. It's not a partisan gripe fest. That's not what I do as right. a living. Um, in fact, I always tell people, if you want to win some, right? People say, I want to win some people over to our cause, right? So I have a saying that I always say, if you want to win some, you need to be winsome and griping and complaining nobody wants to hang around with somebody who's griping and you never win anybody over by griping and complaining and so what we want to do is is we want to present a pro-america pro-freedom pro-capitalism pro-faith pro-family we're about being pro we're going to not complain about how bad america is we're going to stand up and talk about how great america is and that's the plan you know one of the things that really motivates me to do this is, is there's people who have, there's bold people. You and I are bold people. We don't have a problem stepping forth and saying our bit, right? But there's a lot of people who who aren't as confident as us. They're they're not as sure. They they don't have the personality type that steps into a fight and is willing to take it on like you and I do. And I heard somebody say something once, I don't know who who was the original quotation from or whatever, but they said, when we show courage, we give other people backbone, and for the last five years, there's tens of millions of pe- people that have been told you're horrible, you're rotten, mm-hmm. you're racist, sexist, you're you're homophobic, transphobic, you know all the phobics. You're deplorable. You hate America. You're a Nazi. You believe the big lie. And a lot of people just feel beaten up. And the last 18 months, they've been in lockdown, being beaten up. And so, what I really want to do. I want to give those people who are on our side, who are maybe a little more timid than you and I, I'm going to give them a chance to show up at a rally with 3000 people and look around and say, I'm not alone. I'm not stupid. I'm not dumb. I'm part of the majority and I need to be proud of that. And I need to be courageous because we need people who are courageous. Cause every day I read the the, the news and I think this is getting worse and worse and we yeah. need some people to stand up.
0: Yeah. And I think that your event, Ours will follow a few months down the road, but I think we're, we're like at the tip of the spear. I think that we're among the first events doing this, you know, because they're just, you know, it's like the faucet's just turning on. So we're trickling, trickling, trickling. And I think people are going to follow suit. They're going to see your event and they're going to say, wow, that was pretty freaking spectacular. Or they're going to hear about it. Right. And they're going to want to do something the same or attend something the same. they're going to see the impact because you can't, underestimate the power of momentum. And like you said, and morale, right. But everybody's yeah. feeling so beaten down. So whipped. the morale is so low in so many people's hearts and homes. And you turn that back on and they're not going to want to turn it back off. You know, once you get it back, you're not really going to, like, once you remember or say, Oh my gosh, this is what it was like. Then they're, then they're going to be on guard again. They're not going to give it away so easily, I believe. Exactly. And so uh, I, I love it again. So what is so for the two days people come in, they're going to have the speakers and they're going to go off. What are you hoping people do when they leave your event?
1: I want them to go get involved. You know, one of our one of our key things that we're doing is we're partnering with the local GOP party. So we have the chair of the GOP, uh, Duval County is Jacksonville. And uh, they're getting people out. They're getting people. They're going to have a a voter registration there. They're going to have the Women's Federation Federation of Republican Women's Group is going to be there and they're going to be volunteering. And so it's really about it's about bringing in, you know, nationally known figures, but it's about energizing that local base. So, you know, Jacksonville is the largest city run by a Republican in America. Uh, They have a Republican mayor. I think they're the 19th biggest city and the other 18 in front of them are all Democrat mayors. So it's a great place for us to start. They have a great local GOP party. And um, and our our hope is is to help them uh, in future elections, 22, 24 and going forward.
0: What do you think about these elections coming? up? Do you think now do you think if these elections were held today, do you think that they would be fair and that we could trust them and trust in the results?
1: Well, you know, I'm in Arizona and we've had a bunch of stuff going on here. Yeah. I've interviewed. In fact, if people want to watch the interviews and get a perspective from somebody, um, the former Arizona Speaker of the House is now on the Senate side. His name is J.D. Mesnard, And I've interviewed okay. him three times. Uh, I was supposed to interview him again today, but he he's sick. So we're pushing to next Tuesday. But one of the things that he said is, is, for example, the Senate. Republicans are the ones that did the investigation he right. said we have investigative powers we do not have prosecutorial powers right. so what they're going to do is they're going to send it as a reference over to our attorney general at which point he can make decisions about any sort of prosecutions from you know uh, the shenanigans what they can also do though is that they can see where there were failings and they can make sure that they do not happen again and so that's the real hope whether it's Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, is that these these um, Republican legislatures will put into place things so that they don't happen again in 22 or 24. And that's what we really need to hope, what we really need to push, and what we really need to hold politicians accountable for.
0: What do you know about, um, and I haven't looked at it in a bit, so I'm a little dusty on it, but the For the People Act, um, because when I read it, and when I looked at it at first, it seemed like if this bill got passed and was implemented, to me, it seems like that's it, like that's, the, like,
1: that's I don't the think end. I'll tell you what okay. i I'm very, very hopeful yeah um the the two most powerful people, and and I don't know if you're a praying type, but if you're a praying type, you need to pray for these two people, and you need to encourage these two people, but Joe Manchin and mm-hmm. Kristen Cinema. Um, really hold our futures in their hands, and and right? I am I am pleasantly surprised with Kristen Cinema. And the funny thing is, is I don't know if you've seen the video that came out today where these activists, she was here at ASU, Arizona State University, these activists yeah. literally followed her into, into the, the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah, and and the thing I love is she just went in and did her business, walked back out, and washed her hands, and ignored <laughs> the sad part was all the other women in the stalls who came out of the stalls. Uh, (laughs) these people are horrible they're horrible people right and so i think the funny thing is is cinema and of course mansion as well they don't seem like the type they're going to be bullied into compliance it's you can use the carrot you can use the stick the carrot's going to work a lot better and i think that they're just rational they're like this is way too much money these kinds of things are too stupid the the ideas that were and so i'm really hopeful that they're moderate Um, their moderate beliefs or at least more moderate. Of course, anything's sort of moderate when you compare them to some of the radical left. But I'm very hopeful that they're going to drag things out long enough and and pull back some of these things. But uh, I'm also hopeful that in 2022, we can reverse some of them when we take the House and the Senate back in 2024. I mean, the greatest recruiter for Republicans right now is Joe Biden. I I mean, seriously, recruiter of the month. Like yeah. Let's just give Let's send him a Starbucks gift card every month because he is recruiter of the month right now. And um, and so I think 2024, we take the, the, the White House back and, you know, you can use a lot of executive orders to repeal things. The unfortunate thing is, is by then we may have five more million, 10 more million illegal aliens here and they're going to try and pass some amnesty deals. So we just have to fight and pray, fight and pray, fight and pray.
0: Yeah. And there's movement to allow these people to vote and to serve on our community, local community boards and make policies like it's just insane at its core. And I still have a hard time just wrapping my head around how people can believe in it and stand by it all. Um, What do you think? And uh, because I'm interested in hearing what you're what you think about this. Do you think that uh, Biden is going to serve out his term or that Kamala is going to be stepping in soon?
1: I I think that um he will I think they will drag him out as long as possible with the hope they can get him past the halfway mark. If they can get him past the halfway mark, then they can oust him, Kamala can come in, she can serve the remainder of his term and still have two more terms. She, He has to take at least half his term. If he were to go now, she could only serve one more term. If they get him past the halfway mark, she can serve two more terms. But frankly, I don't even know that she's their plan either. Um, I, I think there may be something else in store. Who knows, they're, they're, they're crazy, they're lunatics. And uh, they're willing to do anything to destroy America. It's it's profoundly true and obvious. It's patently obvious that that's what they want to do. If if it's if it's anything about traditional America, they want to mm-hmm. destroy it. Yeah. Whether it's our national anthem or our statues or our immigration policies or our economy, our flag, uh, capitalism, yeah. our flag. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's all about destroying America because. They at their root, they believe that white people stole America. They believe that, uh, you know, that we are these bad, rotten, white Christian people. And uh, and and they really believe that. And so they've been they've been bringing in uh, people from outside the country, giving them amnesty, giving them citizenship. I mean, Ilhan Omar is a perfect example of this. You know, Obama settled a ton of of Somalis into that little district in Minnesota. And the plan was to take that district can put somebody in there. And so, yeah, I mean, look, these people will do anything. Ilhan Omar is a perfect example. She literally committed immigration fraud by marrying her brother in, 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 so that he can get in. So she committed bigamy and, and uh, uh, polygamy and bigamy and, right. you know, and, and elect- the word is, yeah. I- immigration fraud. And she's a sitting member of Congress. I,
0: right. And so when you see that, you think, well, there's literally just no stopping these people. Like there's, no, well, holding are, them accountable. Need, there's just we like, need more courageous Republicans. <laughs> like we what need, is, yeah,
1: we need Republicans <laughs> who are willing to fight. And, and there's a lot of Republicans in there. Getting back to D.C. is a pretty cushy job. And you know that once you get there, you serve a few terms and now you're making more money because you go over to the you go over to the uh, the defense contractors. And I mean, all these generals, Mark Milley and those guys, they've got the best of both worlds. I'm going to serve this out. And if Biden will let me stay here, it doesn't matter how bad I am. I'm going to be a four-star general. And if they fire me, I'm going to go over to, you know, Grumman or one of those places and, uh, and I'll make three, four $5 million a year. So I can't lose. So he just yeah. does their bidding. And there's a lot of Republicans, you know, who are, who are in sort of the same boat. They know that that there's a lot of money to be made, Um, they can live a pretty lavish lifestyle, even if they're in Congress, only making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. A lot of them funnel their mail business and their internet business and their advertising business to their brothers and sisters and cousins. You know what Joe Biden did with his son is not that crazy. I mean, it's crazy, but a lot of people do it. A lot of Republicans have their, have their, um, Uh, Family members running their mail houses and their, you know, and like um, uh, Ilhan Omar, 80% of all of her money she took in last year went or that she spent on expenditures went to a company owned by her husband. So you, let's say you bring in five million dollars and you spend three million of it, and eighty percent of that is two point four million, but it all goes to your husband, and your husband's his profit margin is you know twenty percent, so two point four, that's four hundred eighty thousand dollars goes into your family. So you're a congresswoman, but your husband made four hundred eighty thousand dollars as you siphoned money and cycled it through your husband's business, and a lot of them do it, both Republicans and Democrats. Uh, that's how they get rich back there.
0: Yeah. It's like it's a it's a big mess to clean up man. It's a big mess.
1: If you have the guts and, to do it. Yeah. I don't think the Republicans have the guts to do it at this point. And then you got betrayal by like uh, uh, what is it Sassman or Ben Sass uh, Ben Sass and then Dick Cheney's daughter Liz Cheney and you know and and they see they see where the money is. And right. so they see, look, I got to go I got to run with the power here cuz that's where the money's going to be when I'm not here anymore.
0: Yeah, it is sad. I mean, I think term limits would be one of the greatest gifts our country could ever, <laughs> ever
1: well, no, no. receive. You, have you ever read the book uh, Secret Empires? Have you read Secret I Empires? have not. Empires? Oh, I have not. you got to buy that book. All right. It's by the same guy that did Clinton Cash. And it's called Secret Empires. And it's about how all these guys have made all their money. And like, for example, uh, Obama would go after a bunch of industries, crush the industries. And then his billionaire friends would come in and pick up all the companies at low stock prices. Um, They have a whole section, on two chapters on Joe Biden. And this book is the most extensively footnoted book I've ever read in my life. Well, most of them are about Democrats, but there's an entire chapter or two about Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is just as in bed with China Mm -hmm. as anybody. Uh, Like I read the chapter and I said, Mitch McConnell should not be allowed to serve in the United States Senate. With 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 his family's ties to the highest level of the Chinese Communist Party. So, for example, I don't know if you know this about him, but his wife is Chinese. She comes from the family that owns, I think, the fifth largest shipping company in China. He's a member of the Chinese Communist Party, uh, his father-in-law. Well, a couple of years ago, this came out on Mitch's uh, uh, financial disclosures. His father-in-law gave Mitch and his wife, I think it was $20 million as part of estate planning, right? And so here's a way for a member of the Chinese Communist Party to hand the Senate Majority Leader at the time $20 million cash. You should not... I think you should be I think you should be totally allowed to take the twenty million dollars cash from your father in law. But if you do, it should entirely preclude you from serving from in the serving, United yes. Senate. Yes. So take your pick, yes. serve in the Senate or take the cash, but you can't do both. But they do. And and frankly, I hate to say it, but that's part of the swamp. And there's a lot of Republicans that play in that swamp as well.
0: Yeah. So how do you think that we get we refresh it. We get those people out and and new people. I mean, those they just keep winning. I for the life of me, I cannot understand how Pelosi continues to get reelected. Uh, I don't even. I cannot imagine anyone. Pressing well, you the button you for, can't imagine
1: because no. of your worldview, but if your worldview that America is horrible and you want a dystopia oh, instead of a utopia, yeah. if you believe that the American flag is a sign of oppression, you know, if you think that every white person has privilege, then yeah, you want to destroy that, uh, that system. Right. And so you valid don't care, point.
0: Yeah. Valid no. point. Valid point. All right. Well, I, what I can say is just thank you for stepping out there and doing what you're doing and you're, also serving sort of as a little bit of a trailblazer for us, because we're going to be swooping along in on on some of the momentum that your events pick up, but you're not planning to do just a handful of events. You're looking at uh, just continuing this. Like what is your plan for?
1: We want to do 30 a year. We want to do 30 a year, 2022, 2023 and 30 before the election in 2024. That's our plan. 90 cities. Uh, We might replicate some of them and go back, but uh, we're looking at 90 cities in the next three years.
0: Are you coming to New York?
1: Well, you know it's going to be interesting. So
0: <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and
1: and you guys probably made a decision about going to Texas. So mm-hmm. there's some states that are going to be a lot easier to go to. Texas, we could do three or four cities. Florida, we could do five or six cities. Texas, we could probably do five or six cities as well. Uh, maybe maybe don't take in five headliners, but maybe take in two or three headliners into some of the smaller places like right. Waco and you know some of those places. But um, certainly we could do Austin and Dallas and Houston and and some of those. Oklahoma City, we could do one and. And uh, Florida, of course, Uh, some of those city uh, states where we're going to have some air cover from the governors uh, are the places we're going to focus on. But no, I I could totally see us doing California. There's there's a number of cities we could do in California, Uh, San Diego, Orange County, uh, some of those places. And even in Los Angeles, you know, there's there's got to be 10,000 conservatives who would turn Mm -hmm. out for an event. So, but, you know, we're trying to stay away from mask restrictions and mandates and vaccine mandates for going out in public. And so New York City is definitely out because you can't even go to a restaurant. Without New York your City.
0: Yeah. But we're bigger than the city here in New York.
1: I know. I know yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're, we're planning on it. We want to go to some places. We're working again, yeah. as I mentioned, with local GOP groups. So we're we're talking to some of those folks and seeing if they want to bring us in.
0: All right. Well, all I could say is that New York needs this to come. Yeah. Um, we just do. And there's, you'd be surprised at how many people in New York are really coming out and stepping forward. And I actually think that an event like this in New York would do exactly what you, what you referenced at the top of this interview, you know, where you're showing courage and you're giving other people a backbone because there mm. are still a lot of people who are a little afraid to come out uh, because the impression is that New York is all about the far left and all this, but mm. I don't think that's the reality. Uh, and so I think, I don't know. I'll just keep like are oh, you coming to New York, yeah, yeah. you coming to yeah, New York yeah, yeah, and yeah. then no. and then I'll do what you. I we can to, to help all you.
1: Over. All yeah, right. We'll help to. you
0: find a venue and we'll help you uh, get the. Plus we I think we're going to have a new governor here uh in New York. I think we're going to bring in Lee Who Zeldin. Who do you think is going
1: to win the governor's race there?
0: Uh Lee Zeldin. Who? Lee Zeldin?
1: Is that the the former police officer?
0: No. Oh, I'm talking about New York. I'm talking about taking over for a hopeful governor mayor. What, what, oh, not governor, mayor. Yeah, mayor governor, yeah. 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 Governor, governor, right, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. yeah I think, uh, I think um, we're going to get Lee Zeldin in here. In, um, be- yeah. And take over. And so we'll, he'll reverse everything Cuomo's done, but the New York city one, oh, I don't know. It's not going to be anyone good because it's New York city. I mean, I think that's a big deal. That's a big deal to get overturned.
1: Yeah. It's right. kind of funny thing about politics. We- you know, it's, yeah. it's like, sometimes you got to do a deal with the devil, right? Yeah. So- I think the cop, I don't know that Sliwa has a big chance there uh, right. or or a Republican just because it's New York City. So you kind of just hope for the most conservative of the left wingers. Right. Right. And it appears as though the police officer, I can't remember his name, he seems yeah. to at least have at least he's going to put the cops back on the streets.
0: That's true. That's, I was actually surprised that Yang got booted so quickly. I thought that I thought that he was a good shot. He seemed like.
1: He's an he ideologue. Like,
0: He's an yeah, ideologue,
1: right? But, hey, let's just give everybody money. And people are like, <laughs> ah, "How are we? <laughs> okay, that that's, would be really cool, but how would we ever do that?
0: That's true. That's true. I don't know. It's the interesting times we live in, right? And we're not going to oh. be able to, we're not going to have to sit back and tell our grandkids that it was a boring time to be that's an American right. citizen or a world citizen, really. But uh, hopefully a lot of us will be able to say that we were a part of, of the good path back. Or for me, I'm like a if we go down, I'm going to go down swinging. Like, that's just well, how it is. But I don't think too. we're going I, down. I don't think we're going down. But I always, it's tell people, be- <laughs> I
1: always tell people, you know, your your left-wing friends won't thank you, but their grandchildren their will.
0: Their grandchildren will, yeah. And I think more and more people are coming across that. So I'm looking forward to that. I was looking at your site, and I think the closest event you have to me is Columbus, Ohio. I'm not sure I'll be able to road trip down there. But I got a friend in Ohio, and she's amazing. So, you know, maybe,
1: Yeah. maybe. Yeah.
0: We'll see. What's up? Are you personally going to be at each of your events? Is that your I will plan? be? Yep.
1: I'm the president of the American Freedom Tour, and by the way, people can go to americanfreedomtour.com, okay. yep. and uh, I'll be emceeing each event, hosting each event, speaking at each event. Yeah.
0: That's a that's a big. No do you want to get an RV.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, I think it'd be fun.
0: <laughs> Trick it out, man. Get the RV and and just hit the road. So, well, yeah. Hey, thank if you. the Rolling
1: Stones. If the Rolling Stones can tour America by RV, I can too. Yeah. Get a big tour bus and away we go.
0: You definitely could. You definitely could. So, all right, I'm going to start working on the New York game. We're going to clear a path for you in New York. It might That'd take, to, it might take for Zeldin to win so we can clear a path, but you know, all good things are worth, uh, worth pursuing. Per- just ask the Taliban what persistence does, right? Like, tell <laughs> so you. We can be persistent just like that, but for the greater good. So yes, everyone listening, please go to American freedom uh, com. Check it out. Go to Chris Widener. We're going to drop all your links uh, in the, in the article that we're going That'd to use to, to accompany this thank again, you. as of time, of this recording, your first event is coming up this following weekend, but there's several more to come and they're going to keep rolling out people. So you're going to hear more about this. We're going to keep spreading out because that's what people got to do. We got to keep spreading the words about other people doing great things to lead this country back to where we need to be. So we're going to continue supporting you all in whatever way we can and spreading the word. And once we uh, hit the road, we show up at one of yours, we'll blast it out as well too. So Chris, thank you so much. Really, thank you for taking the time to sit down with us today. We appreciate all you guys doing what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for giving us the time to tell your folks about it. We appreciate it very much.
0: Great. And so say it again, the website one more time for everyone where they can go.
1: AmericanFreedomTour.com.
0: Okay. And where can they go to connect with you directly? Because you do coaching. You do all sorts of stuff. Yeah.
1: ChrisWidener.com. I know. We didn't even get
0: into all the amazing things you've accomplished uh, in yourself. This is
1: my thing, man. I'm telling you. This yeah. is my thing right now. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my whole life into this. In fact, I've already lost business on the motivational side simply because of doing this side. Um, I mean, I've lost friends over this side. I've lost business partners. Uh, I just lost an attorney who's always done my my like trademark copyright kind of stuff and never we've never even talked politics. And so I called him up. I'm like, hey, I got some conservative stuff I want you to work on and, and basically lost an attorney. So that's what they do. That's what the left does. If you don't comply and you don't agree and you don't approve of them, then you're done. You're toast. So. And conservatives, we're just too nice. We will work with anybody.
0: <laughs> we are a little too nice. We get accused of that, but uh, I don't know. Maybe some of us are getting a little edgier. Okay, thank you again so much for taking Thanks the time, your time and all the best to you.
2: All right, everyone, there you have it. That wraps up another episode of the American Snippets podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you got any value out of this episode, please leave us a five star review on iTunes. Let us know what you thought about the podcast, share this episode with a friend, share one of your favorite episodes on social media. I'd like to personally thank Chris Widener for being here as well and sharing his story and telling us about the American Freedom Tour. If you want to learn more about the American Freedom Tour and Chris Widener and his work, make sure you go to AmericanSnippets.com forward slash newsletter. It's the featured podcast episode of the week. Don't forget, we have our Great American Summit, which is coming to Irving, Texas, January 7th and 8th. You're not going to want to miss this event. We have our full speaker lineup announced over at greatamericansummit.com. Head on over there, reserve your seat today, because here's the cool thing. When you purchase a Great American Summit ticket today, it's going to directly make an impact. Here's what I mean. All net proceeds from our event will be going to charities that support our veterans, our active duty military, police first responders, at-risk youth, and their families. So go to greatamericansummit.com, reserve your seat today, help us keep America awesome and free. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are.